0: It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome in to Stinkin Truth Podcast alongside Mike Evans, Mark Schlereth, Scott the Hub, producing the show. I want to thank uh, some of our presenting sponsors, great folks over at Superbook, America's Best Bet. Check out Superbook, also uh, Monarch Meds, um, see, ch- check out the, uh, the Relief Spray and the Relief Cream, something I've been using, something that uh, I think works exceptionally well. Had a couple of guys at the gym that uh, are using it right now that uh, that uh, pulled me aside yesterday and just said, man, I, I tell you what, it has cured my shoulder issues. So uh, relief spray, relief cream, monarchmeds.com, enter the code STINK. For twenty percent off and free shipping. So, anyhow, the great folks over at Monarch Meds. Mike, how
1: are you, my friend? I am good. I'm good. The the, the whole country seems seems to be in like a, a deep freeze right now. Oh I mean, my gosh! Our friends down in Texas are are dealing with sub zero temperatures and snow. Thoughts with them?
0: Yeah, we had uh, we had actually we had a pipe freeze uh, at my house, and uh, I was so nervous because you know if if the pipe splits. Then you're in deep crap because no. when it thaws out, then it's spraying water all over the place. And luckily, it was over the top of my garage in my bedroom, in the bathroom in my bedroom. So um, I uh, it was in the in, in the little toilet area, and it was the toilet. So, man, I put a little space heater and, and shut the door. And hold and, your breath. Yeah. I shut off the water, put a space heater, to, and then I turned it on. A couple hours later, it was like 400 degrees in that bathroom. Yeah, Been a great day. You know, it would have been the one time you could sit down on the toilet and go, oh, man. That, it didn't. It wouldn't even shock you, right? <laughs> That's right. It was like, oh, it, like a sauna. This yeah, it great. might burn you. It was so <laughs> damn hot in there. But uh, luckily, I turned the water on, and there was no leak. So I, I repaired the toilet and um, put it back together, and uh, no, no leaks there. But it was. One of the things about... When it's 18 below out, I mean, we had, we it wasn't 18, but windshield was in the 20 below zeros. It was like eight, nine degrees below zero every morning when you woke up. Um, Not, you know, it's not a great time to go out and do things like walk the dog and everything else. So I ended up watching some Zach Wilson film.
1: Yeah. Tell me about what you you saw of him because his stock is soaring. Yeah. You know, I, 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 yeah, again, I haven't really studied Trevor Lawrence,
0: um, although I did watch his pro day. His pro day was less than impressive. I think it was less than impressive. I agree with you. I mean, he's a big, tall, strapping kid and stuff. I, I'm not so sure. Now, again, it's just a cursory glance at, at you know, a YouTube video and stuff, right? So I'm just watching, um, you know, cut-ups of him, him playing. But I will tell you, man, I loved his foot energy. Like, he he is so quick in his drops. He's so quick. He has got a great base, and that that foot energy, that base, becomes rotational power. And you can see, you know, how live his arm is. And a lot of that comes from the way his his base is so – his feet are so quick, his base is so good. Um, Definitely has a hose. I mean, definitely can sling it. He's got great touch. Um, I just was really impressed. He just looks the part. And the other thing that I, I looked at, you know, and a lot of people will look at, hey, you know, well, lesser competition or whatever. Well, part of the lesser competition is you have lesser guys you're throwing to than you do in at Clemson or that you do at Ohio State. I'm talking tight window throws, downfield throws that require touch, that require accuracy, velocity. I mean, he is throwing it into – into cover, he's throwing covered guys open. He's making, in my estimation, the throws that I see in the NFL that you normally don't see in a week-to-weekend competition in college football, where guys are you know. I mean, I saw a bunch of Trevor Trevor Lawrence highlights where guys are seven yards beyond the guy covering them. Right. These are all shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip, like unbelievably tight windowed throws. So I, I'm looking at it going. Damn, I'm not so sure that I don't think he looks more impressive on tape. Now, I haven't, again, I haven't really studied Trevor Lawrence, but my initial kind of just first blush at Zach Wilson, I was impressed.
1: Well, that matches up with, with how the evaluators seem to, to view him and how the mock draft boards have him. By the way, as the, how, as the number two quarterback off the board.
0: How cold and how bored was I yeah. to sit down and watch Zach Wilson film? It was cold. Yeah. And oh, you were oh. bored. Yeah. It was cold and it was
1: boring. So, because I mean, li- literally, you normally do not start looking at college prospects until, oh, maybe a week before the draft. Yeah. Until <laughs> I'm forced to. <laughs> the draft
0: has kind of been the bane of my existence yeah, for I a know. long time. I, I have not really, like there's draft, you know, there's a lot of draft and mock draft fever, and guys get all excited well, about it. Well, you're supposed
1: to get all fired up about something that at its core is basically a 50 50 crapshoot. Well, think about, think about, we've talked about this before. From
0: 2009 to 2016, 23 guys drafted in the first round to play quarterback. Of those 23 first-round draft choices, again, from 2009 to 2016, at a position that has all kinds of longevity now, right? So those 2009 guys should be literally in the primes of their careers, right? So 2009 to 2016, 23 quarterbacks taken. There will be after Carson Wentz leaves the Philadelphia Eagles, there will not be one that was drafted that remains with his original team. Yep.
1: Now, maybe this current era we're in, Mahomes, Watson, Allen, Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, you know, maybe maybe this will this group will completely flip that on it on its head. You right. know, and we'll be looking at guys who are with their teams and quarterbacking their teams for, you know, 10-plus ten, ten years. Maybe. Right. Maybe. But, you know, the sample size is still small enough with this current group of quarterbacks that we don't know yet, for sure. And all we do know is that this seven, eight-year span that we just came off of where the results were terrible.
0: Yeah. Just remember, for every Mahomes, there's a there's a uh, Rosen. Right. I mean— Right. How many guys, Rosen's been with what now? Arizona, Miami. He just re upped with San Francisco, right? Yes. I, I mean, yeah. So and, and he was with Tampa too, by the way.
1: He was with Tampa for a while. So I just I'm just, you know, yeah. it's just one of those slow, things slowly roll slowly slow, slow roll a little bit when it comes to these guys and 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 we'll see if there's a new pattern that emerges, but right now the most recent one um isn't so good. But all right, good job. Good job. Maybe I should start giving you more homework assignments of, of people to scout. Let's
0: not, let's, huh? Maybe a little Mac Jones uh, yeah, for the next sunny. podcast. Sunny.
1: Huh? It looks like it's going to be sunny in about 45 today, <laughs> so that, that not that don't do that huh? to me. I'm not gonna, I'm okay. not going to do that. How about I'll be, you dig deep and find some Trey Lance highlights, and you can uh, break yeah. down Trey Lance for us all. Mm. How about that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah I'll get right, right on it. All right. We're going to need another cold wave, I guess, to uh, lock, another Arctic chill here if we want Mark to take a look at some of these guys. Hey, what, what do you make the whole urban meyer story though so for those who aren't aware urban meyer hired um chris doyle who was the strength and conditioning coach at the university of iowa until 2020 when he and the school agreed to part ways after he was accused of making racist comments and bullying players uh, urban meyer hired him and there was immediate backlash to the point where doyle turned in his resignation and urban meyer accepted it uh what's what's the the lesson learned here what's the takeaway well i think i mean obviously
0: we have you know we have a culture in which people are very aware of people's past transgressions and and i think that's i think that's good i also think it's it's really good we are a country um that will forgive people and will give people opportunities and second opportunities. I, I think the bigger, forget about that. I hope Chris Doyle is, you know, has um, looked at the error of his past ways, and I hope he, you know, can can rectify those things. Right. I I, I hope that for him. Um, I, I would say this. I think the the interesting, the more interesting thing to me here, Mike, is that. Urban Meyer is going to have to be very aware of what it takes to coach in the NFL versus the collegiate game. You have an opportunity to be a dictator in college. You have the opportunity to do some things that, um, that you probably can't get away in, uh, with in the NFL because you're coaching grown men and because those grown men have options. And so I think there's just a different dynamic. And I'm not, I, I like, hindsight being 2020. you hired a guy because he was your friend or because you knew of him, and you just decided to gloss over some of the, the past transgressions. It's, it doesn't fly, you know, at the next level. Guys will call you out and they'll hold you accountable. And I just think there was a real transition. And I'm not saying that Urban Meyer won't be great. I'm just saying that there is a real transition from the collegiate game to the professional game that you have to learn. And that takes time. And it'll be really interesting to see exactly how you make that adjustment. Think about the greatest college coach we have ever seen to this point was – some would some would say really didn't do very well as a head coach and that's Nick Saban and you can say whatever you want nick saban had some years in cleveland and stuff where he was a great you know really good football i don't think he changed i don't think he's not a good football coach i just think there are uh, there's a transitional period when you become a head coach in the nfl and there's a different player mindset and you have to approach it with that different mindset. And I think that's one of the reasons we've seen so many guys from the New England Patriots get opportunities in the NFL and not succeed with those opportunities. Because they've taken that Patriot way mindset and think they can apply it anywhere, and it doesn't work that way. You have to earn the right to apply that mindset. You just can't come in there and say, this is the mindset. This is how we won in New England. And now you guys are gonna adhere to it. Cause guys are gonna rebel. You haven't earned you you haven't you haven't stacked up
1: the pelts, so to speak. You haven't earned the right. Yeah, especially in college. College you go you get to be a, a dictator. I mean, you're a dictator. I mean you are you are king and everybody must bow to you. Mm-hmm if you want to play if you want to keep your scholarship whatever but you get to the nfl and all of a sudden these these guys you're dealing with men who are like whoa whoa, 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 wait a minute you're not gonna treat me that way right you know and you're not gonna have this guy chris doyle screaming at me like you know i'm some 18 year old freshman right not gonna not gonna happen yeah not gonna fly and you're right not not every coach understands that and this was a, a painful lesson for for Urban Meyer I, to, to yeah, learn. I think it's all. I think any
0: any walk of business. I say this all the time. Um, you know, with my my the, my own business ventures, you're either in the relationship business or you're going out of business. Yep. And I think it's that way in college too. I think you have to get the relationship of your players, but I think there's more leeway to basically be a dictator. Um, to say this is the way we do things here and because the program is constantly you know you're you're constantly recruiting, you're constantly turning guys over, you're constantly kind of de-recruiting once you get them in their program and and everybody kind of adheres to what's in place in the in the NFL, you know when you get that opportunity you're trying to create a culture right and I just I, I, again, I would say the number one thing, that I think you have to have is authenticity. And I'll, I'll just take it right to the Super Bowl. I can't tell you how many times during the course of the season when Bruce Arians, you know, like basically hung Tom Brady out in the wind and said, my, my quarterback's got to play better this, that, and the other. And all these national shows were all like, oh, that's a bad thing. You can't do that to Tom Brady. You know, oh, bad, bad deal. And... It was interesting because as you know, I have a, a relationship with Bruce. Bruce and I are friends. And and talking to Bruce and knowing who Bruce is, had Bruce not done that to his quarterback, one, Tom Brady wants to be coached. Tom Brady's unlike many other superstars, in the locker room, he is a regular dude. In the locker room, he makes he he puts everybody at the same level as him. He is not above anybody in that locker room. He is right there with you. Like he he that's part of his that part of the incredible persona that he brings to any locker room, part of the incredible culture building that he brings to any locker room. And Com wants to be coached. He wants to be coached hard. So that's part of it. But think about this. If Bruce Arians has always I mean, if you play for Bruce Arians, there's no virgin meat on your ass. It will get chewed. All of it. So if all of a sudden Bruce Arians, who has chewed everybody on that roster's ass a time or two, publicly, behind closed doors, you name it, he's done it. If all of a sudden he treats his quarterback with kid gloves, he loses every bit of credibility that he has built over the last couple of years. Every bit of it. And so I would say if he would have done that differently, then the odds of you winning a championship— are slim because all of a sudden you've lost your authenticity and your credibility.
1: I get where you're going with Brady. And 99% of what you just said is, is true. He is one of the guys, and that's uh-huh. what makes him unique. But if we learned anything this year, he had juice. He had juice. And in terms of he, he got to play general manager as the season mm-hmm. went along, it started with him asking for and getting Gronk. He wanted Antonio Brown, um, Leonard Fournette. I mean, w- whatever this guy wanted, he got, and he got to wield uh, some serious GM type clout. And I, I can't help but wonder my original thought Mark was what we're seeing in the NFL right now is maybe the NBA effect of guys getting a chance to pick where they go Play where they want, play with whom they want, and maybe we're starting to see that leak over to the NFL with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, guys, and maybe even they were in Rodgers. I wonder, in retrospect, if it might be more the Brady effect that you've got these NFL guys like a Russell Wilson who are like, man, I was just at that Super Bowl, NFL man of the year, and I'm watching Tom Brady, a guy that I went toe to toe with and lost. And here I am sitting upstairs, and here this guy is out there winning another Super Bowl with a different team at a place he wanted to be with players that he's thrown touchdowns to that he went out and asked for and got. I wonder if it's the Brady effect that we're seeing
0: yeah. well, around it's, the NFL. It's interesting that you brought that up because Antonio Brown was a guy that the Seattle Seahawks worked out, that Russell Wilson expressed interest in. And the Seattle Seahawks decided not to sign this year. That's That went down. Now, I will tell you this. The one thing that was really out of character to, for me with, with Russell Wilson was, you know, complaining about being hit too much, complaining about all those things, and full well knowing that, come on, really, dude? Like, you take a lot of those hits from extending plays and holding on to the football and doing all that stuff. So, I mean, isn't some of that... Your responsibility? Don't don't you have a certain amount of responsibility in those things? Yeah, I, I'm with you on the Tom Brady thing. It's it's interesting, and you know, knowing that situation with Antonio Brown, or like you look at the tight end room that the that uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had. Uh, you know, they had OJ Howard, they had Cameron Braid, they had you know, they had some guys that had been productive in the past. I get that you want that familiarity of. Of uh Gronkowski and also that Gronkowski is a uh, he's a damn. He's he is the best just pure Y tight end. Guy that can line up and block and dispense justice on the edge and do all those things. I mean, he has got that. He is he is so good at that stuff. And the Antonio Brown thing was was interesting to me for Tampa because I did a game, I did the game right after they signed him. And it's funny talking to Tom Brady right after they signed him. Um, or the reports for signing, we we're like asking about Tom, uh, Antonio. Oh, did we sign him? I didn't. I'm, I'm right, unaware of it, right, 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 right? Did we sign him? I'm, come on, dude. Right. But they did adhere to their quarterback's wishes of getting Antonio Brown. And it did come with stipulations both to the quarterback and to Antonio Brown. You screw one thing up and you are gone. And, Tom, you got to sign off on that. And, Antonio, you just have to understand that this is the way it goes. So, yeah, but you're 100% right with the, the power that Tom Tom Brady has. But also, like, it's easy to give in to a guy like Tom Brady that is the hardest working guy on your team, that is the the unquestioned leader of your football team, that becomes an automatic you know locker room favorite because he he relates to your entire team he doesn't act like a prima donna he doesn't act like a superstar he he is he's the guy that leads you and so i think from an organizational standpoint it's much easier to say hey man we're going to try to make that work for you as opposed to a guy that you look at and go dude like I would have a more t- I would have a tougher time with Russell Wilson basically complaining about getting hit all the time if thirty five percent of the times you're hit are your fault like then I would say i have a I'm, I'm having a real issue like taking you seriously like are you that are you that out of touch with what how much you bring on yourself and then you're gonna fire off and 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 basically insult every guy that's that's busting his ass in front of you that's not cool. That that is to me that is not cool. And you've held your tongue for a long time and you haven't been great up front. I get that. But again, understand kind of your understand
1: how much culpability you have in that. Well, here here's the fun part for us and for all of us as football fans. The NFL season is great. The off season might be even more fun with all the speculation and rumors and you know, is this guy unhappy? Is that guy unhappy? And we come back to Deshaun Watson, and I, I'm telling you, I'm some of these rumors that are starting to pop out reports, you know, mm-hmm. air quotes reports. How about this one? Uh, that the Panthers are willing to offer three number one draft picks plus Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson. And and don't forget, they just signed. Teddy Bridgewater to a $60 million a year deal, right? Doesn't matter. This guy is, is quickly, it's amazing to me. I, I I mean, I always liked Deshaun Watts. I knew he was always held in high regard. I didn't realize that we were looking at a unicorn right? all right, this right. time. Because yeah. the way that his stock has soared since all this began, it's like, you know, flip a coin between Patrick Mahomes and... Deshaun Watson. Right. They're the same guy.
0: Right. By the way. Which he, I don't rem- recall
1: hearing he, right. going
0: even into this season. He, he was 4-12 this year, right? With the Houston Texans? Yes, he was. Well, it was so dysfunctional, though. I, I would tell you this. You know, it's it's kind of – I get in this argument all the time with people, like, what which came first, you know, the quarterback or the roster? Uh, the chicken or the egg type of thing, right? And, I, you know, it, it just is – it's so interesting to me that – You know, people just, like, there is this kind of thought process that, hey, man, all you have to do is get the quarterback in place. You get the quarterback in place, you build the roster around the quarterback, right? And I would say, well, Mahomes, didn't you have Fisher? Didn't you have Schwartz? Didn't you have their center? Was drafted in 2015. Didn't you have uh, Kelsey? Didn't you have Tyreek Hill 2016 draft pick? Didn't you have like all these all these pieces in place? Didn't you go get yourself in a trade and Alex Smith as you built this roster up and then you went out and found your unicorn quarterback and you could continue to pay these guys while you you moved up to 10 overall to get that guy and it's all worked like isn't, isn't the fact, in Kansas City, didn't you, factually, didn't you build that roster first and then add the quarterback, add that component? Um, didn't the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, they they picked Jameis Winston. And he was, you know, it was an abject disaster. Remember, they picked him after that rookie wage scale was in place, right? Correct. So, they picked him... And as they were building, they they built a great roster around him. Then they went out. They were seven and nine with him. They went out and got their quarterback. But they had a great roster in place. And they added pieces to that roster. I understand yeah, that. Why did Tom year.
1: Brady choose Tampa?
0: Right. Because they already win they, roster. Right. They already had a, a roster built. Um Seattle Seahawks. Didn't they build the Legion of Boom and a great defense? Didn't wasn't that in place? And they were able to pay those guys. After they got, then they went out and got Russell Wilson. You know they found him in the draft. I, I'm just uh, like, right now, if you get, like for instance, you get Deshaun Watson, he already comes with a contract, right? It's locked down. You got the contract. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose salary cap, like space, because the salary cap supposed to go down to 170, 190 million, something like that. Was to what? 230, 220, whatever it was. So let's say you're losing forty million dollars of cap space, or our overall cap. You're you've got a quarterback locked in that you're going to have to pay. Um, oh, by the way, you're going to lose your next three first rounders and maybe some second rounders too. Like you're losing all that stuff, and on top of that, um, you know the, you're going to have to overspend on free agents to fill any holes you have that are marginal starters that you're going to have to pay premium prices for. I mean, how much success are you going to have? But I, I, that remains to be seen. I just, like, there's kind of two different trains But you of know what's
1: going on here, right? I mean, what you've got here is you've got the understanding If and there are smart football fans out there. They understand the importance of the quarterback position. Uh-huh. Let's face it, the importance of the quarterback position has really taken on an almost mythical yeah. status, right? Yeah, for sure. And so this idea is that, man, you know, we've been struggling to find that kind of quarterback. Here's a guy we can go get. He's proven it's going to cost a lot, everything you just said, but at least we got him now. And then now we can go about patiently building around him with the understanding that, okay, maybe maybe it will take a few years, but he's only 25, so by the time we actually can build a roster that – that he can win a championship with. He'll only be 28, 29 years old. Quarterbacks are playing until they're 40. Psh, we yeah. can definitely take the long view with this. So it's, it's really what you're getting. What I'm, what I'm hearing is people are like, it's like that first time you get a credit card. It's like, wait a minute. You're telling me I can go buy things right now. And like I don't there's, have to, hey, there's no consequence. And I don't have to pay for it for right. like a long time. I can put it off. I think that's what you're hearing a lot when it comes to, Damn the cost, go get Deshaun Watson.
0: You know, it's it's kind of for me, and I'll end on this, Mike. It's almost like the the Hall of Fame thing. Well, what makes him a Hall of Famer? I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm, I'll know a Hall of Famer when I see one play. Right? I know that guy is. I know that guy isn't. And like from a value standpoint, what would make what would push it over the top to the point where you're like, man, I keep, that's that's too rich for me. And I don't know right now, but I'll know it when I see it, right? right? I know it's like, hey, man, you can't overcome that. Right. Regardless of how good that guy is, you're not overcoming that. And it just feels like one of those I'll know it if I see it. So we'll see. I mean, it is such a – you're right, 100%. It's such an interesting time. Free agency around the corner the new league. year is going to start here in March. Um, I mean, it is going to be – it's going to be K to bar the door. It's going to be fun. Well, it is hey, going to be great.
1: I, I know you got more college tape to grind through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll let you go get – To work on that.
0: Oh, yeah. Wait until the next cold snap. All right. For everybody involved in the Stinky Truth Podcast, I'd like to thank uh, the great folks over at Superbook, America's Best Bet. Check out Superbook. Also, uh, Monarch Meds. Check out the Relief Spray. I guarantee you're going to love it. Uh, Make sure you enter code STINK to get 20% off and free shipping. For everybody involved in the Stinky Truth Podcast, we appreciate you. We'll be back with you later on in the week.